Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. This segment is all about employee engagement and transformational leadership is the key to employee engagement. So many organizations are looking for strategies to keep good people. They struggle with retention. Some leaders are at their wits end as to what they should do. As a consultant, I'm often asked to help companies find comprehensive approaches to employee engagement. This podcast presents transformational leadership as a powerful tool for engaging employees, increasing their satisfaction, and positively impacting organizational culture. I'm going to give you tools for using transformational leadership to enhance your skill set and to improve your results with engaging employees. So, let's go. Let's get started. Employee engagement and commitment. They're two sides of the same coin. Building and sustaining the level of commitment required to have employees fully engaged, excited about the mission, and the work of the enterprise requires thoughtful, skilled leadership. We're going to deal with practical strategies for using the principles of transformational leadership to create committed and ultimately highly engaged employees. Before we can move to how to apply transformational leadership, I want to review the basic terms. The Corporate Leadership Council provides a pretty clear definition of employee engagement. They define it as the extent to which employees commit to something or someone in their organization, how hard they're willing to work, and how long they stay as a result of that commitment. So let's think about a definition of organizational commitment, okay? So we've talked about employee engagement and defined that. Let's now move to defining organizational commitment. There are a whole bunch of definitions, so I'm going to pull the best from many of them to give us something practical to work with. I'm going to go through these elements of the best definition so that we can really grasp the concept. The first element is how individuals identify with and involve themselves in the organization. The next element is that commitment is a mindset, a psychological state reflecting desire, need, and obligation. The next element of the concept is that it's an emotional attachment, an identification, and an involvement with the organization. And finally, it's all about employees staying because they want to be a part of that company. 
I want to make just one observation based on my experience. People can commit to their leaders without having a commitment to the organization. There are times when leadership is stellar and the larger organization is lacking. Leaders have tremendous influence in creating commitment and engagement. While the goal is to create commitment to the organization, the reality is that there are times when the leader is more compelling than the organization. Transformational leadership is an especially interesting concept that really has not received enough attention, even though it has the power to create positive, lasting change. It's been studied a lot by academics, but it really needs to be fully embraced by those of us in the trenches. Bernard Bass, uh, Bruce Avolio, those are the people leading the charge to this way of thinking and leading. They say it happens when leaders both broaden and raise the interests of employees. When they build their awareness and acceptance of the purpose and mission of the organization. This is what moves employees from self-interest to group interest. Transformational leadership has four key elements. They are idealized influence, inspirational motivation, intellectual stimulation, and individualized consideration. I'm going to spend a little time on each of those four eyes, because when consistently used, they do have the potential to build engagement and commitment. So I want to define them first, and then we'll talk about how they work and why they matter. Confidence building is the ultimate goal of idealized influence. You use this skill to help employees build confidence in themselves and the organization. This extends to building confidence in the organization's mission and vision. It encompasses your ability to act as a leader based on your values, your beliefs, and your ideals. Idealized influence also addresses whether you, the leader, are viewed as confident and committed to noble ideals. Inspirational motivation prompts followers to behave in a way that's acceptable and appropriate. You've got to constantly stimulate action so that your team follows ideas and ideals that are in alignment with what's defined as appropriate in the organization. Using this element, you'll be working to build enthusiasm by creating meaningful challenges, prompting workforce cohesion, and continuing to inspire confidence. Inspirational motivation involves identifying successes, promoting collaboration, demonstrating optimism, demonstrating enthusiasm, and demonstrating energy. Innovation, creativity, and new ways of considering problems emerge from intellectual stimulation. This element of transformational leadership encourages curiosity, questioning, and the emergence of new ideas. 
The goals include creativity and inventiveness. Last definition, individualized consideration. This means that you are attuned to the needs of your followers. It means that you'll use this element to include your team in change processes. This element asks you to pay attention to followers' skills, abilities, values, and interests. So let's think about the four eyes that we've just covered, why they matter, and how they work. As we think through each of the four elements, it's fairly obvious why they're important to leaders who not only want to add value, but also become stronger strategic partners in the highest echelons of the enterprise. It stands to reason that if you can employ these tools, you'll have greater influence in your organization. I want to give a quick example. Ed, he was the HR manager of a professional association, and he seemed like a zealot, a complete zealot for the organization, its mission, and its members. He genuinely believed that their mission is to enrich, inform, and elevate their members, and he believed that from his heart. He got excited about the opportunities to support staff in their work to meet member needs. Ed definitely took a lot of teasing from his peers because he embodied idealized influence. People saw the mission of the association through him. They saw him as a leader who was committed to something larger than himself and had greater confidence in their employer because of Ed and his behavior. Now, Ed is not, or was not, the most senior person on the HR team. He reported to a director, but people recognized that Ed was the most influential. Motivation can be the toughest job for any leader in any organization. It's especially difficult when you have to deliver bad news, yet motivation is essential. It's not about wearing t-shirts with catchy company slogans or having a plastered-on smile at company events. I want to give another example. Kevin. So he is the VP of Research and Development out in Silicon Valley. He's mastered inspirational motivation. He's fond of saying that he and his team are not just there to design innovations for the future, they're there to inspire exploration. As a result, he insists that his team get consistent training that's challenging, fun, and very interactive. He believes an important way to inspire motivated employees is to keep them learning and to encourage them to teach others in the company. Kevin also uses a lot of different learning modalities to prevent boredom and stagnation. His behavior is such that it's obvious how much he cares about research and development, how much he cares about the company's success, and how much he cares about each member of his team. So as we think about intellectual stimulation, I want to introduce Blaine. Blaine manages the organizational learning and organizational development function for a financial services firm. 
she readily admits that her own ceaseless intellectual curiosity led her to get two master's degrees and then a doctorate. She's always recognized how important it is to make the desire to learn contagious. This is like the example of Kevin. They believe in learning. As a result, she's naturally mastered intellectual stimulation. When her team is asked to support a business unit in addressing a particular issue, they begin their process by sitting with a client and asking a series of what-if questions. The questions require consideration of a wider range of options than would typically be considered. This positions the entire team as people who are interested in exploring a wide range of solutions, a wider range than typically imagined in a stodgy financial services firm. Blaine sends her team out for learning. She asks them to learn from other disciplines. She asks them to consider the arts, the sciences, the social sciences. Her contention is this makes them more well-rounded and better able to propose innovative solutions. The last example that I want to share of transformational leadership in action is Ellen. She's the HR vice president of a consulting firm that specializes in federal contracting. She does an outstanding job modeling individualized consideration. She devotes more of her monthly staff meetings to listening than to talking. She's implemented individual development plans for everyone on her team, each and every level of staff, including support staff. You know, support staff are often overlooked when it comes to development and ongoing education. So rather than just letting the individual development plans get dusty on the shelf, she meets with her direct reports quarterly to discuss their progress. She requires them to do the same for their team members. This has created a culture where the focus is on individual growth in a structured, thoughtful manner. Each of these leaders displays a different element of transformational leadership, yet the outcomes are similar. They all use themselves to engage others and build deeper commitments to their organization. They also use themselves as examples of the values desired in the organizations. Skillful self-management, one of the key elements of emotional intelligence, is something that you need to be conscious of in order to maximize your leadership. I'd like to wrap things up here. In summary, building engagement and commitment can be done with a concentrated focus on using the principles of transformational leadership. This approach gives you a framework for engaging hearts and minds. It provides a way to build and leverage commitment to the organization and its aims. Those four eyes that we reviewed, they can be used by any leader in any role in any industry. The challenge is deciding where you'll begin 
and then making the conscious effort to employ the principles consistently. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.